Today, we're talking about an attempted Russian mutiny, an immigration lawsuit, and other top news for Monday, June 26th. Stay informed while remaining focused on Christ with the pour over. Here's the verse of the week. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Matthew chapter 23, verse 12. Let's get started with some espresso shots. In a Mento in a two-liter escalation, Russian mercenary forces mounted an open rebellion against Moscow, retreated, and had their leader exiled, all in a day's work. Yevgeny Prigozhin, a hot dog vendor turned Kremlin caterer, has a long history with Russian President Putin and is often called Putin's chef. He's wanted in the U.S. for running social media troll farms, and he heads up the Wagner Group, a private military force composed largely of ex-prisoners. Wagner troops have faced some of the fiercest fighting of the war in Ukraine, handing Russia some of its few successes amid a long stalemate. Still, Prigozhin has been openly critical of Russia's military leadership, claiming his troops have been stiffed on supplies. Prigozhin says Russian forces attacked his men stationed in eastern Ukraine with rockets, helicopters, and artillery fire Friday, killing a huge amount of his troops. In response, Prigozhin gathered his men and led a mutiny into Russia to oust the corrupt and incompetent commanders, specifically the Russian defense minister, taking control of two Russian military facilities along the way. The rebellion prompted counterterrorism operations in Moscow, and the Kremlin opened a criminal investigation into Prigozhin. Putin said the rebellion will suffer inevitable punishment. Saturday, the advance abruptly turned around, some 120 miles from the Kremlin after Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko brokered a deal between Russia and the Wagner leader Prigozhin. Prigozhin reportedly agreed to relocate to Belarus if charges were dropped against him and his troops, some of whom will go with him while others may sign on with the Russian military. Be quick to point to God and give him the credit for your hope, strength, and love during times dominated by uncertainty and fear. Even in the midst of chaos, our eternity is secure. Psalm chapter 18, verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock where I seek refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. The Supreme Court handed the Biden administration an 8-to-1 victory in a case over immigration enforcement policy on Friday. In September 2021, the administration said that because there are not enough resources to arrest all of the estimated 11 million unauthorized immigrants in the country, immigration authorities should prioritize arresting and deporting unauthorized migrants who are suspected terrorists, threats to public safety, or recently crossed the border. Importantly, the new guidelines meant that simply being in the country illegally would generally not be a reason to be arrested or deported. Republican attorneys general in Texas and Louisiana challenged this new directive, and a Texas court blocked the new policy in June. The Supremes overturned the lower court's decision and allowed the policy to take effect, saying the states lacked legal standing to contest this federal arrest policy. While the Bible does not speak to what policies a government should have on immigration, it specifically calls out foreigners and strangers as groups that Christians should love and treat fairly. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 18 says, He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the foreigner residing among you, giving them food and clothing. This episode is sponsored by Kids Across America. Kids Across America, or KAA, was started to address a specific kind of poverty among urban kids. 
A lack of fun and amazement, a deficit of safety and encouragement, and a desire for role models and dreams for the future. KAA offers summer camps for urban kids who couldn't otherwise afford to go. Each kid will be introduced to the gospel, play sports, games, and have so much fun. Tons of kids want to go this summer, but they need scholarships. With summer already underway, time is running out, but every donation through this Friday, June 30th, is double in impact, giving twice the kids this incredible experience. We're donating $1,000. Discover how you can help through the link in the show notes. In other brews, here's a rapid round of updates. Republican state legislators in Kansas, Tennessee, and Montana received threatening letters containing a mysterious white powder over the past week. Similar messages and a powdery substance were also mailed to former President Trump and Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Analysis of the powder has indicated that it's not harmful, but officials are taking the threat seriously. Officials in Montana aren't sure whether a train derailment caused a bridge collapse or the other way around. But at least seven train cars plunged into the Yellowstone River Saturday, spilling asphalt and molten sulfur. It's better than it sounds. No one was injured and the substances solidified quickly, limiting the impact on the environment and surrounding communities. Two IRS whistleblowers testified that more serious charges, including felonies, were recommended against Hunter Biden, who plans to plead guilty to two misdemeanors. The whistleblowers alleged that the DOJ provided preferential treatment and declined to investigate messages showing that Hunter Biden used his dad, then Vice President Biden, as leverage to pressure a Chinese company into paying him. The DOJ denied the claims. Minnesota-based chemical manufacturer and post-it note maker 3M agreed to pay $10.3 billion to settle lawsuits over polluting public drinking water systems across the country with PFAS, better known as Forever Chemicals. Under the settlement, 3M will provide funding to cities and states to test for PFAS in water supplies and treat any contamination that is found. UFC President Dana White said Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are dead serious about having a cage fight for charity. Musk floated the idea after learning Instagram will launch a Twitter competitor. Zuck is 12 years younger and recently won a jiu-jitsu competition. Musk is 6 inches taller, 40 pounds heavier, and calls his best move the walrus, laying on his opponent. That's all we have for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you're listening on the Apple Podcasts app, give us a five-star rating and drop a review. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow and hit the notification bell to never miss a new episode. We appreciate your support and hope you have a great day. We'll see you on Wednesday.